Welcome to the I Am Talk Epic Camp Interviews, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Right, guys, welcome along to uh, the I Am Talk Epic Camp Interviews, day number three. It's exciting times, Tom, isn't it, John? Why is, why is it exciting time for you, Evan? Because I got last in this one this morning. I just literally finished doing the points. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a minute. Before we talk about it, we've got to talk about the sponsors of this camp. And the first one is... High Five Nutrition. <laughs> Tell you what, loving that High Five. It's good. If you're in the UK, go to highfive.co.uk. If you're in New Zealand, yeah, fifthelement.co.nz, fifth and you get all your supplies there. And beautiful blue 70 wetsuits, socks, bags. What don't they do nowadays? I wore the socks today to go and retrieve the swim boys. I was actually, Very useful. I was, <laughs> I was watching uh, some swimming meet every week, and it was all blue 70. Um, they were swimming in blue 70. It's approved. Yep. It's amazing how much triathlon has technology that advances all other sports. Exactly. Look yeah. at your bars. Yeah, well, look at the Coyota and ready the Tour de France last year. Yeah. They're yeah. The, the, running the King Cup, Queen K. That's right. Uh, fuel belt. We all had our fuel belts on this morning. You're looking pretty hot in your pink, mate. Pretty in pink. Got Did pink you get a photo of that? Belts. I didn't actually. Oh, convenient. <laughs> yeah. We had the pink fuel belts going for our two and a half or two to two and a half hour run this morning. Go on, you want to see the next one, don't you? Oof. 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 Sports. Yeah, another few of the boys were in the Umford today and uh, yeah, Joe was wearing it as well, which is great. And uh, head, we're going to give a bit of plug. And lastly, coffees of Hawaii. Had my first coffee of Hawaii this morning, John. Molokai, I saw some Molokai out there. Had it after the storm, they also down for. I should have had it before the swim, and I wouldn't have got last in this one. Should have done. <laughs> okay, then, so it's day, what is it, day five? Mm-hmm. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, day five. Day five today. We uh, got up in the morning, we did a swim, and... John Newsom's 3K swim. Mate, you need to sort, sort out that your... That was not much more than 3K. I reckon that was 3.2. Well, the others were saying it's four. Rubbish. <laughs> we did 47 minutes. <laughs> yeah, we were, we, we were cruising. That was... No, I'd, I'd give it a 3.2. I'd give it a four. So, there we go. So, we, we went out to the sea and John put out two boys. And it was a bit of a funny course because you couldn't see them half... Anyway, no. it was kind of obscure. <laughs> <laughs> and then the problem was that it was high tide, apparently... But it was didn't seem very high tideish. It, no, it was probably on, it was on its way out. Been going out for about an hour and a half. Yeah, and so you basically walk, you had to walk out for maybe I don't know five hundred meters before you were even getting to your shoulder height. Eh? Yeah, it was it was okay. It was just it was just towards the the western <coughs> boy that was getting pretty shallow, and you were touching the bottom of your hands, and there was a little bit of duck diving. But then it got so shallow you couldn't even duck dive. It was no, yeah, basically walk, I ended up walking half of it to be honest. So, I can't deny it. I didn't I remember too much. We 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 had, we seemed to have a fairly Gentlemen's agreement up the front. Everybody was swimming as much as possible. Yeah, but there were, it was a couple of times we. Did I really wasn't in the spirit of the camp there, but I was figuring, oh well. And then well, so well, what, well, I'd I'd finish. We'd finished <laughs> where there was about five or six of us standing on the beach, and we saw a few people swim past at the shore because they was, they still had a little out and back. And then we saw somebody way way seriously way out to sea. Honestly, you would have been 
150 metres off the shore, and the course basically had us running parallel to the shore, sort of yeah, 30 yeah, metres offshore. Yeah. And Bevan was like, oh, I'm going to tell you. I didn't even wear goggles, and I bloody kept on course. The thing is, I, I hate looking up, and I figured to myself, because it really was so shallow, I was, I was 150 metres out, but I figured to myself, if I'm still touching the sand with my hands, if I can still touch the sand with my hand, I'm pretty close to shore. And so I figured that as long as I'm still touching the sand, I'm going straight enough, and you know, and so I don't have to look up. So I, I felt guilty about not swimming. I went around the board and I was walking. I thought, okay, I better swim. So I'm swimming. I'll swim for ages. My hands still can touch the sand. Look up. Where the heck am I? <laughs> and everyone was behind me, past me, the miles in front of me. So then, yeah. So then I just kind of gave up and mumbled yeah. home. Yeah, it was hardly my best effort. Was not. You managed to take last place. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I wasn't last place. Why not? Well, Steve was. No, Mike. Oh, Mike, Mike. was. Mike yeah. was. But because I kind of walked most of it, I think you got John Ellis felt bad. Good. I'm glad he did. I'm glad he's keeping up the standards. Yeah, it was hardly my best effort. So, um, come in here, Bricky. He first and took the swim out. And yep. then it was a four way sort of tangle between myself, Melina, um, Chris McDonald, and Madman. Yep. And Madman took it with Chris second and me third and Melina fourth. Nice. Nice. Then we uh, got in here, Bricky, and we took off to the, what is it? The Heafy Track. Heafy Track, which is one of New Zealand's great walks. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were talking about that last night at the pub. And uh, that was kind of cool. It was two hours. Well, you had to run at least two hours, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was it was in a good run because it was, it was an off road track, beautiful run. But you basically on the way out, you're just going up the whole time, mm-hmm. consistent up, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. It was just kind of up the whole. Time. I'm going to bring you breakfast up and your dinner up there. And then uh, well, I missed out on the tape sticky tape pudding, mate. I know. You didn't tell me, mate. You knew I was in here. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone says sticky tape pudding. Like it was, I got to lick a plate. It was beautiful. And John, you were in here. Didn't tell me. You, you were gasping. You were in love. I, no, didn't, I was, I was talking to my lover. I, I admit it, but yeah. I didn't want to interrupt. If you were moment. talking to the balloon, I was coming. I said, John, you know, sticky day. Sure, you would have. Mate. And someone ate my plate, so I wasn't happy with that. So anyway, we did the round, two hour run. It was, it was, it was quite a tough. It wasn't tough, but it was really unstable ground. It was and, as hard as you wanted to make it. Yeah. <laughs> And a few people fell. Tara had a bit of a fall and maybe has a bit of a hamstring injury, which yes. isn't good. And uh, a few people have got bruises and blood. And it really wasn't that rough, though. Well, I think if you're a bit aggressive, it could be. Because yeah. I was running behind Pete. Pete and I kind of ran, we ran kind of solid pace. And, man, I don't know how he didn't break his ankles. Because mm. he was rolling every two seconds. So, yeah, it was pretty interesting. Did that, came back in the afternoon, had some lunch. And you had to do a 60k bike ride, which there was kind of out to fairway. Spitting back was Close to 60. As flat as we're going to get on this camp. Yeah, it was, it was actually quite nice. Beautiful ride too, wasn't nice. it? Nice. Yeah. I think I saw five or six cars in 60k. It was good. Yep. And uh, yeah, it wasn't too windy either. So it was a bit of a um, bit of a chill out day really. The run was... You know what I find interesting on it, but camp, it's the 60k rides are the hardest ones. Yeah. Mentally. Oh, you nice. Oh, because you're just like, 60k is just a pain in the bum. Oh, I just went out and needed a nice little cruise myself. I quite enjoyed it. Oh, no, it was over yeah. No, it was good because Lou and I rode together, and Lou it was good. We had a solid ride, but it was just kind of, uh, yeah. It is interesting to try to understand what motivates people on this camp. Really? Okay, tell me what. <laughs> well, like so, some of the guys that just just train twelve, go for twelve hours yep. every day. It's it's intriguing. Yeah. Like, I, I don't understand everybody in this world. It's <laughs> not just people on this camp, you know, just people in general. All the psychologists spend bloody years trying to figure it all out. But, I don't understand some, people in this some, world. some people just are going ballistic on this camp. Yeah, 
Yeah. So it's well, what, what I find interesting with it, because a madman, he's an idiot. Well, he's not an idiot, but he's an idiot like his with training. He just smashes yeah. himself, and he thrives on it, obviously. And, and it was, I was talking to him, he was talking about when he did a double, I think, and he was saying, uh, at 17 hours, he got to the euphoria point. And, was, and he was saying how, you know, like, if you can get to 17 hours, it takes 17 hours, it's a bit of a bugger, it takes so long to get to that point. But it was like, he, he, there's, there's no one really pushing him. You know, it wasn't like, you know, when you had Montgomery no. and, and Brandon, yeah. you know, they both were just going for it. And so you kind of see why they both had to push mm. their limits to get to the point. Whereas Madman's got it. No one's mm. going to push him. Mm. And, but he still just keeps going, eh? You did a two and a half hour run today plus a two hour run. Oh, did he, what, he did four and a half hours of running? Yeah. So he did the run in the morning, then he went and did another two and a half hours. Oh, did he? Plus a 60k bike, plus a 3k swim. Big day. It's a big day. It's been a lot of running. It's a lot of running. And Joe, his it's partner, has only just got him from the bike ride. It's not going to be a lot of sting in some people's legs going up no. that 16k climb let's, tomorrow. Let's, let's make him hurt. You should make, say double points for the whole championship. <laughs> you can get to double your points. You can really screw with some people's minds when you mention things like that. They're, all of a sudden, they start panicking. It's, it's, it's quite good fun. We will, we will do a bit of that over the next couple of days. We'll get Steve on the show pretty soon because he's, he's a really interesting guy. He's a bit of a character too, so it's a good interview. Um, but anyway, we've got three interviews. Oh, what were you going to say? If, if you go onto the epiccamp.com site, yep. um, you can see a picture of Madman. I think it's on either day oh, three or day four. Tan. With his tan of his hair. It doesn't, the photo doesn't do it justice. He's beginning a bit of shit. It's, man, it's, it is gold. That is a, uh, he had one hell of a tan on his head. Yeah. Um, so we've got three interviews on now. We've got Marilyn McDonald and we've got Ian, I can't remember his last name. Hersey. Hersey. And lastly, we had Ken, Ken Wallace. Ken, Ken Carroll Wallace the third. The third, that's right. <laughs> John Newsom. You should name if you have another kid. John Newsom the second. Well, not really the second, but there is another, one of my uncles is John Newsom, but I think it's got to be direct, hasn't it? Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. It's not like it's third uncle, John Newsom. <laughs> 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 All right, here are the interviews. Uh, right next to me I have Marilyn McDonald, uh, former Ironman athlete and now a pro cyclist and uh, she's doing Epic Camp uh, this week, kind of a late entry to get Epic Camp but come along and, did you ever done Epic before? Yeah, I did it in 04. Um, so first of all, how did you find doing it last time? Uh, well, when I did it in 04, it was the first time I'd ever done any of that kind of big training. I'd come from, um, you know, training 15 hours a week, just a oh, really? amateur athlete. Yeah. Um, Scott was coaching me as an age age group athlete, yeah. going to make a bid to be a pro. Yeah, here's the big training. Wow, and it was just and, like shock to the system. And it was huge. Yeah, it was just a complete shock. First time I'd ever been out of North America. Oh, yeah, really? A lot of new experiences. Oh, so wow. How'd you handle it then? Because obviously, new environment. You know, highly stressful environment. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, I went on and had a really good year. Yeah. A really good two years after yeah. that. So it was. Yeah, it was really good for me, for sure. So this time, you, you're within the camp, you're purely focusing on cycling. How are you finding that not doing other things? Are you finding it tough, or are you actually enjoying that? Oh, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. I mean, that's a decision that I made. Yeah, yeah, totally, to, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, like, is to, it just funny to be around not having to swim and stuff like that, or is it yeah, kind of cool? I'm, I've been around triathletes all year, just yeah. being a cyclist, so that yeah. is different, because you're not doing the swimming and the running. Yeah. And it's, it's neat from an outside perspective to be a part of all the cycling, yeah. but to watch... Everyone doing the running and the swimming and seeing how they're approaching the whole package of the training and how they're getting either more tired or some are getting fitter as they go. Yeah. And, um, so can, I, can I ask you quite a tough question, I suppose? But it's like you've been quite a successful Iron woman. You know, you've had some really great results and you're still quite young. What was the reason to, to switch over to cycling? Um, I'm 31 now yeah. and I really want to make a bid at being a very good cyclist. Okay. And in cycling, it's not like triathlon where you can go till you're 39 yeah. as a professional female yeah 
you have to get in there. They're looking at 18 to, let's say, 28-year-olds yeah. if they're going to, let's say, pro teams or if the government's going to pick you for a national team. Yeah. They're looking at 18 to 28. That's where they're going to invest their money. Okay. So even being 31... You're kind of you're, a little bit old. And, you, in yeah. cycling terms, if you're not already in the system, you're a little bit old. So well, you're kind of saying, i got to come in here and prove myself that I'm worth you spending yeah, money. Yeah, So I wanted to do it before... I was that, too that old. That got too old. And you really, I mean, if I was going to do it, I want to do it properly and say, I want to really give this a shot yeah. to make, make a good team, make a, make the national team, go after some good goals. And if, you know, if in four years I'll be 35, if, you know, I decide I want to do an Ironman again, I yeah. can. Yeah, you're because you're only 35. And, and this, that kind of training is not going to hurt your Ironman career yeah. if you want to get back into and, it. Yeah. And, you know, I thought, if I don't, I'm always the kind of person that, I don't want to ever be 81 yeah. and look back and go, I wonder if. Yeah. I'd rather yeah. say, well, I tried yep. and I succeeded or yeah. I tried, still tried. And, I was, and it was a great journey, but whatever. So, so we were talking earlier today and you're saying about the process of beginning a pro team and you've been quite fortunate to be signed up for a pro team in the States. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, it's just like, um, it's very similar to getting sponsorship in triathlon. You make a resume, yep. say, this is who I am. This is what my goals are. Just like when you apply for a job, yeah. this is what... You know my results are because yeah. your results are are your credentials. Yeah, and and you make a little you know paragraph about. Yeah. And I believe in yeah, this. And yeah, yeah, what, personal what statement. Kind of thing. sell yourself and yeah. and send it to the teams that you you know you want to be a part of and hope that you get hired. And so when you went into that, because obviously your 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 history is I'm in. Right. Was it was that? Do you think it was a disadvantage or an advantage? Definite disadvantage. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Um, well. I mean, I rode on a on a team in '03, yep. and I've always continued to bike race as a triathlete. So, oh, have you? Um, oh, I it's something that I've always either done, you know, the weekend races yeah. or one tour a year. I did the Australian Time Trial Championships yeah. uh, a couple of years ago. Um, so I've always stayed in cycling a little bit, but of course, yeah, focusing, but focusing on, on triathlon, yeah. which is kind of detrimental to cycling, isn't it? Absolutely, because yeah. you just yeah, you're not focused on sprinting and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, but most, you know very the pointy end of cycling they see triathlete and they think no we don't you know it doesn't matter oh great results whatever but yeah. you're not part of the pro peloton you need to prove that you yeah. have the the Which cycling, is probably fear for them. the cycling skills yeah. not necessarily the um the endurance fitness, base. Yeah, yeah but the skills to be a part of the pro peloton and yeah. so you have to prove that you can do that and i think once you've once you've proven that then then it's great um, like Christian Armstrong, Karen Thurg, you know, they're yeah. very, very obviously a couple of the best cyclists in the world, yeah. female. And But, you know, there's that. You have to prove that. Yes, so how were you able to prove that in your resume? Um, because I've done enough bike So you have done enough to kind of prove yourself? To say, yes, I, I can I prove skills. myself and in there. And then this next year will also be more of that. Now they're like, okay, we'll give you a chance. Now you got to come out and prove yourself. Well, it's pretty cool that you've actually got there. How are you feeling about that? Yeah, good. Excited. It's a, it's a new challenge. Yeah, totally. It's exciting because it's something that is, like I say, it's a new set of skills. It's not it's a new tactics, new t- style of racing. And, and with team riding, you, you know, you have your role, don't you? You know, you yeah. kind of know, you know, you have your client, you have your, you know, person who's there to kind of kill themselves for the winner. Yeah. Where do you see your role being within a team, do you know? Or? Well, because I'm brand new, I'll be the bum. a worker. And yeah. then that's it. You have to prove prove what you are that good you're at worth getting up the ladder. and and then they say okay well this is what you're good at and so then this is what but right now because i'm brand new into it we don't know it's all blank. Yeah. it's a blank sheet wow. it's like we'll see wow i love it yeah. i love that you're doing this yeah. hey well, 
I watch you and Chris as a couple, and I think you guys are a wonderful couple. And I like, a, you know, like it's interesting. I like, I just like looking at couples sometimes, and you guys seem to have a really love, and it's all good. How do you find being both, you know, very motivated, very fitness athletes kind of focused people? How do you find getting that contrast together in lifestyle? Yeah, I think, well, we're very, very similar. Yeah. We're both very goal oriented. Yeah. But we're both pretty relaxed. Like, we have a good sense of humor yeah. and we can. You know, take it in stride. What's important? What's not? What you? Yep. Um, I think we've we've been around each other twenty four seven. Yeah, because you do, eh? Yeah, you live for, and breathe it together for five years. Yeah. So you get to know someone pretty well. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so you just, I mean, certainly you figure out really quickly what makes one person tick or yeah. doesn't. And yeah. can I can I ask? When, when you have those moments where you know one of you is exceeding really well and then the other one's not, because I'm sure you've both had times oh, where yeah. you're kicking butt and Chris is going really bad and then you've done bad and Chris is kicking butt. Yeah. How do you deal with that? Because it's yeah. really tough. You know, let's yeah. say you've had a really miserable day out there and Chris has like won a race or something. Yeah. You know, obviously you're trying to deal with your disappointment, yeah. but at the same time trying to feel kind of you know like how do you yeah. deal with that? We've, so, we've definitely done that. The first couple of years we were together, I yep. was racing triathlon yep. and I was having two fantastic years yeah and chris was just coming up the ladder yeah, he was yeah. kind of in the bottom of the top 10 and yeah. wondering am i ever going to be any good at this yeah um and it's just that you have to remove yourself from your what you're doing and and just not be a triathlete yeah and not be or you know be involved in your own self and just be be your spouse's partner wow. that day and yeah. just say okay i'm here for you as your girlfriend wife, yeah, whatever wow. and just like you would at any time if they were you know, having trouble at work or yep. if they were in trouble at school or with their kids and just mm. listen and encourage or, you know, just, just remove yourself from yeah. from what's going on with you. Yeah. And, uh, and just be uh, there. Well, I, I find it really interesting because I once went out for a quite a successful cyclist and, yeah. and that was something we didn't do very well was that we just kind of, we kind of became competitive and if anything it was really detrimental to our relationship that yeah. we would you know, focus on, you know, who was doing better at certain times and it kind of became a competition between us and that wasn't the ending of the relationship but it definitely didn't help and I, I look at you guys and, and you know, you both had your ups and downs. <laughs> John's giving me shit from up in the room. Well, shut up in the cheap seats. But, uh, but, you know, and that was something I didn't deal with very well myself and, and I look at you and Chris and you do just seem to have this really solid foundation in the relationship and I think I think it's really great and it's probably a good lesson that lots of our listeners who probably both partners are into the sport yeah. or into sport in a big way could probably learn from more We've certainly had our arguments. I mean, we, we, I was explaining to Joe yesterday because she's just getting into it with her partner, and I yeah, said, "Yeah, they're similar, aren't they?" I said, "When we first started, we certainly we you know we tried to do everything together. Yeah. And Chris was always waiting and patient, and I was yep. always hurrying and, and tired. You always felt, yep. And and you have to kind of come together and come up with a system that's oh. going to work for you, and, and say, okay, well, we go to the pool together yep. and we swim together." When we ride together, there's a clear definition to when okay. he's going to ride What's the objective hard, of the ride, yeah. And when I'm, you know, we're going to ride together. So you've set really easy. clear boundaries, have Really clear boundaries. Yep. And the same thing when we would run together. If it was an easy run for him and a steady run for me. But the boundaries and the rules are set out before the, yeah, so before you, the work. Or if he was going to, okay, I'm going to do this climb steady or hard. Yep. I'd say, okay, I'm going to try and hang on your wheel when I pop off. Don't worry. Yep. When you get to the top, come back. Yeah. Um, so we have those very clear. We know exactly. Yeah, yeah. and then there's um, no guilt or any kind of bad no, feelings. We yeah. would do a set um, once a week last year on the track. Yeah, and it was a very hard set for me. And I would pick the inside lane, and Chris would do the same pace times as me, but run on the outside oh, lane. Great. So we could help yeah, each other, but it was hard for both of us. Yeah, yeah. Just make compromises. Yeah, yeah. It's we're, great. You're, we're able to not not be completely selfish, so you're helping each other, but 
you really supporting yeah, each other? Yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. Hey, so what, so are you doing as much training? Because when you're doing Ironman, you know, you're training, you're a stupid life that we lead. You know, are you doing as much training as a cyclist? Um, it's not as many hours. Yeah, but more but intense. a lot of intensity. Yeah. And obviously, to go that fast, more, yeah, more yeah. focus on recovery. Yeah. Because as soon as you get too tired, that... Coming from a triathlon background, you're always you have Living this fatigue. huge you have ten yeah. years of aerobic yeah. base, and you know you can go forever. But it's being able to have that crack when, yeah. when you need to up the climbs, on the attacks, in the sprints, and you have to really change ten years of aerobic training into a Ferrari. Yeah, and you have to have the patience to say, okay, well now I need to focus on, you know, the yeah. real specifics and the recovery, and not get caught up in the in the volume too much. Which is a, it's a big change mm. yeah. do you find you miss the volume yeah i do for yeah. sure i yeah. mean because that's something that a triathlete it's pretty comforting it's large, to a triathlete. It? yeah yeah, yeah. You, and so it's easy sometimes you know you think oh i need to ride more and more and more and then when you go to go really hard and you yeah, can't yeah and you're too tired you're like, ah right, yeah. right no wow. i Wow. That's a big difference. Well, thanks for coming on the show today. It's been really interesting to talk to you. And I think lots of our listeners would have got some really good insight on some kind of relationship and just kind of where you're going with your direction. Hopefully, I really hope it works out well with you of the pros this year. And thank you. Hopefully, you become like the legend and we'll get, yeah, when you were, she was on our show once. (laughs) (laughs) And good luck for the rest of the camp. Oh, have you been joining the camp? Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, Yeah. of course. Good crew people. This is, uh, Chris and I decided to come on the camp because good people, good training, you know. It is quite nice, eh? Because, like, you know, you guys train all the time and, I'm sure you got your, your people you train with, but you know it's, it's you a bit of a holiday. For yeah, us, yeah, yeah. We don't can, usually have someone doing our cooking and yeah, washing and massaging and, and us and people there. A few laughs yeah, and yeah, yeah. So it's fantastic. Great. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Well, thanks for coming on the show, and we'll maybe catch up sometime later on the camp. Thank you. Cool. Right next to me, I have Ian Hersey, and he's actually from Silicon Valley. I found out the other day. Huh? Yes, I am. Uh, from uh, right between San Francisco and San Jose. And uh, he's a newbie to Epic Camp. Uh, he was telling me the other night, because we were rooming the other night, that his wife found it on the internet and said, oh, we're coming, because tell, tell me the story. Well, to combine my love of triathlon with my wife's love of travel, yeah. we usually pick destination races that are also good places that she wants to go. Yeah. And that's why we did Ironman New Zealand, or I did Ironman New Zealand a couple of years ago. So she was surfing around looking for excuses to come to New Zealand again, and she found this thing, hey, you should go do Epic Camp. I'm telling you, I'm the envy of my friends to have oh, really? a life that supportive. Yeah, yeah, it's really great, actually. Hey. So so coming into Epic Camp, first of all, what did you think you were getting into? Because obviously, you know, like a lot of the people who come to camp have been watching the website for a few years, and, you know, or they listen to I Am Talk, and they, they have all this kind of following, and, you know, it's kind of like their dream, whereas you kind of came into it a little bit blind. What were you thinking coming into it? Yeah, it's especially good. <laughs> an apropos question five days into it. What was I thinking? <laughs> um, well, I, I did a little background reading and read the blogs and things like that. I, I guess a couple things were um, I got back into Ironman um, basically in 2005, and I was had just been running for eight years before that. And I so your I, previous Ironman, how long ago? Uh, my uh, eight, 1985 was okay. my one and only coming okay. in, and I had I'd done shorter triathlons and things like that. But I was always I always kind of considered myself a, a runner first, and, and and a runner who occasionally swam and biked. Okay, and that's the way I approached the sport in my first triathlon career. So when I came back. I trained myself for a couple of years, and I did Ironman Germany a couple of times. Um, and I thought, well, you know, I, I want to get, I want to improve. And and I did, I marginally improved my time between the two years. But 
But the key for me was um, learning to swim better, number yeah. one, which I accomplished by joining a master swim team and yep. it took, I don't know, 16, 17 minutes off my oh, Ironman wow. swim wow, time. Oh, wow. That's huge. I, no, I sucked, you know, before, yeah, yeah. so I had a lot of room for yeah. improvement. But um, and, and then, you know, basically it came down to, well, I'm a runner. I run around three hours for a straight marathon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I was running well over four in in the Ironman, so clearly not anywhere close to my potential. And you know what finally dawned on me, with the help of friends who who kind of analyzed what I was doing, um, was I need to be stronger on the bike because yep. that way I can come into the run with fresher legs, um, not and, and totally run, run well. and yeah. run well. And so that's. That's really the progression I started on, and it was this uh, past year, 2008, where I finally had my sub-four-hour run. I did a 3.39 in Austria, and then a 3.32 in Arizona in November. So much closer to what I ought to be able to do. So I kind of wanted to take it to the next level, because I'm getting down close to where maybe on a good day in the right race, I might get a Kona slot. but you know, it'll it'll take a combination of of luck and and some hard work. So yeah. that's when I looked at Epic Camp. I said, "Hey, th- this camp is mainly about cycling. You do it um, every day. There's some hard rides. That would be a good base for me to set up the rest of my season." Great. So that that's really why I was here. But you know, frankly, it's much harder than I even thought from the, really? the blogs because. Yeah. Because the guys that come here are really, really good cyclists. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a better runner than a lot of yep. the people, but um, and not a better swimmer than most. Yeah. But you know, swims. So yeah, it's only a small part of the race. Yeah, it's a small part of the race. But but man, the, um, the the power some of these guys have on the bike is just. I mean, it, until you see it, uh, you see the pack riding by, and you try and get on a rear wheel. You know. 60k or 90k into the the ride and find you can't even hold the wheel that tells you just how good these these people are yeah hey i'm just curious so you've been doing triathlon for a long time and obviously one of the big goals is to 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 get the slot you know and you know like it's interesting because it's a lot you know like for john and i who do this show we were quite fortunate that we were able to get the slots quite early on how important is getting the slot to you it's kind of my quest yep. you know um on the one hand, it's like, well, um, I, I know it's a run by a big corporation now, and, yeah. and all, but there is still this mystique to Kona, and you know, once you've done it, um, some people have the urge to go back again and again, and the others say, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but that's easy to say when you've gotten the yeah, slot. It's yeah. hard when you haven't. So, yeah. You know. All I can say is to my competitors in 45 to 49, you know, stay out of the next race I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) So what have you found really hard about the camp then? Um, It's it's a combination. The bike days are are really long, um, quite intense if you want to stay with the group too. I mean, you could could do these rides on your own, um, kind of taking it at your own pace, but, but if you want to take advantage of the the draft number one but also just you know riding with the group the problem is you know you've got some big climbs and some um some big headwinds and every once in a while somebody will want to turn it up at the at the front and then people start popping off the back and to do that day after day that's that's i think the hardest thing for me because um i don't normally train that way i i put in 
you know, one good sized ride every week and a, and a good length run. But the rest of the week, you know, you, you've got your job. Kind of fit got, in what you can. Yeah, you do, yeah. What, do what you can. So this is really, I mean, it is accomplishing the goal I wanted, but it is so hard. Really? So, so what do you think you're getting from the camp? Do you actually think you're getting a gain? And what do you think you'll take forward from the camp into your kind of future training and racing? Well, I think one thing is um, the, um, the ability to do some good back-to-back sessions over, you know, two, three, four-day segments and not be, um, not be daunted by the, the numbers, yep. having done it once before. I also hope to have a good base of, of fitness to build on for the yep. rest of the season because I'm not um, – I'm consciously not going to the well in this one uh, in Epic Camp too much. In other words, if it gets too much for me, you know, I get in the sag wagon yeah. for the day and save myself for the yeah. next day. Yeah. So, because I, I don't want to come out of here totally depleted or or injured, I can, want to set myself you, up. Can I ask you, is that, is that quite emotionally quite tough to do? Because you know, like yeah. you know, because you know, like when you jump the van, and in a way, you kind of could think, "Well, I've kind of failed." Or do you do you do you think, "No, this is, my objective is to do this, and I'm going to make a decision to that." Yeah, you have to remember your objectives. So, if my objective were to compare myself to like to nine hour Ironmans and pros and things like that, I, you, you know that answer coming in. You're yeah. nowhere near their fitness. It yeah. doesn't. I mean. It doesn't matter what you do. I'm 46, you know, I, I don't recover as quickly. Yeah, and your, your whole life's not training. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> so, so by definition, that, I mean, the, the first day w- was hard for me to, um, to get in because um, it, it's just I wasn't feeling well. I, I, I hadn't um, de- or recovered from the long flight. I yeah. hadn't taken enough salt in and, and hydration. So I just felt physically really bad when yeah. I shouldn't have because it wasn't that hard the first day. Yeah. So I kind of felt bad about that, but then I I did the whole ride the next day, and then the third day was so long and hard. It's like I had no problem. I you know I went 25, 30 miles on my own into the headwind uphill, you know, f- during that that section, and I was you know I was working hard, but yeah. but there was no way that I mean I don't think I could have finished that thing before dark. Once yeah. you're off the back of the group, that yeah. was that was just an incredibly long day. Yeah, it was really so. Funny. You know, I look at it this way. I, you know, again, the the fourth day I finished the ride yep. you know, with with the group. I you know I did reasonably well up uh, Takia Hill, Hill yep. and and um, hey, uh, so it's still big stuff for you. It, it's it's yeah. big for me, and yeah. compared to what I've ever done, yeah. this is more cycling already in in a week than I've done ever done in a training week. So great, great. I'm already ahead of so, the yeah. game. So yeah, and it's really important to remember, isn't it? Because you can kind of get down on yourself in it. Hey, um, like last night we went to the pub and we it was like inside baseball, wasn't it? You know, like talking. Melina was bringing out all the old stories and and Chris was sharing some stories. Do you enjoy that aspect of the camp, like being around triathletes? I, I love that aspect. I mean, uh, first of all, I started. I did my first triathlon in 1983. You know, subscribed to Triathlon Magazine and all this stuff. Scott Molina was like an icon. Yeah, yeah. And he was for a long time. And so um, I'd never met him before, and and getting to hang out with him yeah. on, the, on this camp. And he's an entertainer, so cool. isn't he? Eh? And and then Chris is it, it, he's a riot. I mean, yeah. the, the stories these guys have. I mean, it, and Scott's just got a, a very detailed memory of of all these different things through the different phases of of triathlon from the very early days through some of the um, the Simon Lessing era yeah. and things like that. 
just it, I mean, you just sit there in order. Yeah, yeah. Re- really. I mean, that's 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 as good as the training. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree. So it's one of the aspects I've always enjoyed of Vipa campus. It's kind of like you're sitting around people who have this passion for this one thing. Where in our normal day life, you know, people kind of think we do, are weird, aren't they? And then and you've got people who have just been in the game and been living the dream. And yeah, it's really cool. Hey, well, good luck for the. How are you feeling about the rest of the camp? I'm feeling good. You know, uh, today was a two-hour trail run. I was in my element there. Finally, yeah, the yeah. one sport Did I you enjoy liked. that a beautiful run, eh? Yeah, yeah, and and um, and I really cranked it on the downhill too, yeah. which is my favorite part, and avoided twisting my ankle and yeah. things like that. So I was um, good with that. And um, tomorrow's going to be a really long day again. Yeah. So I've got a little mechanical issue with my bike. So hopefully we fix that tonight, because oh, okay. uh, uh, otherwise it'll be a short riding day. <laughs> Um, but but yeah, it's um, I'm, the weather is great. I mean, yeah. What what else can you ask? Yeah, for? and we're in paradise, aren't we? Hey, well, thanks for coming on the show. Um, good luck for the rest of the camp, and we may catch up later on. Thanks. Cool. Thanks, mate. Now I have Ken or Kenneth. Yeah. Kenneth, <laughs> was it Carol Wallace? Yeah, the, the third. third. Man, I wish I had like the third behind me. Ben James, I was the third, but I don't. And uh, this is what your second epic camp. Second epic camp. I've done the, the route three times though. Yeah, because you've done. You came over last year when we were actually doing the camp. When you did you do that with yourself or some mates? It was with uh, four other guys. Okay. Well, two girls oh. and uh, two other guys. Nice. So, um, what, what what made you do that? Just was this something your initiative last year or? Well, I was planning on coming to the camp last year. Yeah. Uh, but they changed the dates on me. Yeah. And I couldn't make the later date, so oh. I just decided to come over when I could. And um, but got you were in touch you were like here at the same route. time because I remember. I remember getting emails from you saying we've just done the same ride or something. Yeah, well, we did. Uh, we, we came in January. The, okay. At the end of January. Okay. Um, or actually, it would have been over Christmas break, so the beginning of January. Oh, so you did it before us, did you? Yeah, we started in New Year's Eve. Ah, uh, okay. And we started like a week later. And then we went up Kaikoura, and then we were across the West Coast, and then down the West Coast yeah. to Queenstown. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. And you did Epic Camp France, didn't you? I did France. The first yeah. one? Yep. So, so, so you've, you've done this before, and we were talking earlier today about how, you know, this one's quite nice because it's less time, and, you know, the first one you did was, what, 12 days? Yeah, it was, it was two weeks. It was a bit long, so the second week, there was a zombie-a-thon. Really? <laughs> For sure. So, so what, um, what's the differences you've noticed between the two? Well, I think there's a lot less of a measured effort. So, so in, the, in, the, in the first camp, uh, the, you know, the whole first week, you were worried about what was the, what the second week was going to be like yeah. whereas this week you can just kind of rip it okay so you felt in a way the first time you did it you conserved it a little bit because you thought well who knows what's coming yeah I, well i still tried to conserve on the first day because i knew it was coming yeah and so yeah. when the, the speed started to pick up i uh, i just went out the back yeah yeah <laughs> but uh but then you know after that um you know you've only got seven six five four days to go so you can just rip it when, when you did uh the first one when you did like the 12 days did they do like you know nowadays they seem to in the eight they seem to just rip the crap out of the first three days and then the next ones are still intense but not as long uh did they do it in france yeah our biggest day was our third day oh really it was so similar and the first two days were the biggest days i had done all season oh, too really? so wow. so you get to the third day and you're already ripped and i i just remember sitting in the, the chalet at the top of the salon on the third day thinking how am I going to do this for the rest of the next of 10 nine days, days. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. ridiculous so but here it's you know it's a little bit more manageable and you can you can see the end of the tunnel the light at the end of the tunnel from the start um so it's, it's just about getting in the good training you're saying one of the nice things is that you can actually get more it's easier to get work off to do this camp 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. it makes it more feasible for us working yeah. athletes. We've got a lot of uh, full-time athletes here, but uh, for us working people, we can manage getting yeah. you know, ten, yeah. five days off work for a week and you know leave early so so what makes you want to come back you know like you know it's, it's a big investment in time and money and you know like life you know you're away from your family and your loved ones and how do you, how do you what makes you want to come back to this well for for me on this one uh it's about trying to get well there's two reasons first is trying to get faster on the bike and i think um this is a great way to start your yep. season just with a lot of volume um being around a lot of great guys to, to really push you yeah and are uh, you getting that do you feel yeah i mean i, I feel Already, my confidence has been built. Great. Just being able to stay on the group until the climb goes. Yeah, um, that, that's been huge. Um, and then the second reason would just be, you know, to get, regain motivation for the season. Okay, uh, so you find it just kind of kicks you in, does it? Yeah, because you're you're at home, you're training with your your buddies, and yeah. you know, you think you're still fit, and then yeah. you come in here, and you know, it's all these nine-hour guys who are just yeah. killing you every yeah. day. So yeah. you're like, oh, shit, I need to do some work. Really, really. <laughs> yeah. So so it's good. It's good for motivation. That's I think that's the reason I come back. When you went back last time. What were the benefits you felt? I think it was making the Ironman feel easy. So it really does. Yeah, I mean, you gain a different perspective when you when you've been, you know, training and doing an Ironman basically every day for twelve days. Yeah. Um, so it makes the race seem a little more manageable. Yeah. So now that I've gotten a few races under my belt, it's more about just trying to get to a new level and yeah. uh, and, and improve in the training. So normally when people do a pit camp, they, they're often thinking of a race within probably next three months, but you're actually thinking of doing it in Arizona in November. Um, how do you treat the rest of your year based on, you know, this is quite a big block so early on. What, what's your kind of plan for the rest of the year? Yeah, so I've got a couple key races that I'm aiming towards to kind of build into that. So I view this as an early season, early season kickoff to the training. Um, I'm doing Boston Marathon in April. Oh, are you? Yeah, so, oh, wow. uh, so that'll be a, a big, so you qualify big for running that? block. I did... Uh, California National Marathon a couple of years ago, yeah, and that's in November, so you can you can defer a year. Different. Oh, really? So so I did that two years ago and deferred a year. What um, time did you have to do to qualify to get there? Three ten. Three ten. I did a three oh five. Nice, nice. I so, managed it under the window. So what what are you hoping to do in Boston? Uh, hopefully sub three, but I guess now that I'm on the air saying that, uh, you have to hold that. Yeah, to that's me. right, mate. We're gonna, be, <laughs> we're gonna be looking it up. Have you have you done Boston before? Uh uh-uh, uh So you, are you excited time. about that? Yeah, I'm really excited. I'm going over with a, a bunch of friends. Yeah, uh, meeting a few friends from New York and and they're doing it as well. California, yeah. Wow. And we're all kind of aiming at the same time, so it'll be fun to run. Because I like like because I'm kind of becoming more of a runner than a triathlete at this moment in my life, and and I, like I've never done a big marathon. I've never done like a Boston or a New York or a London or one of those really huge marathons. Have you have you done one of those before? Uh, no. The, well, the the biggest one I did was New York. So oh, yeah, that's a, that's a big one, right? Yeah. So I, I was living in New York and yeah. just living. Where I was right by the finish line. So it was is, really, is that a buzz? Because you know, like an Ironman, you know, like you've you've got your moments where you've got the crowd and you know they're really cool, but then you kind of you're alone for the rest of the day. Was it awesome running? Because New York. Oh just yeah, a crowd. New York. There's a crowd the whole way from the really? gun. Well, you go across the bridge, and that's the only time there's no crowd. Yeah, but that's still cool as well, bridges. isn't it? Yeah. Um, and the you wouldn't believe the sound coming off of, thir- of on First Avenue. Really? When you go up First Avenue after the after the bridge, it's like mile thirteen to eighteen. Yeah. Just a wall of sound when you come off the bridge. Really? It is incredible. It's an uphill climb yeah. steadily for about three three five miles something really? like that. 
But you don't feel it. You feel like you're running on air just because of the crowd. Just is it, so is it hard to control? So like in oh, road, it's it, when, when you do road, you've got that. I can't remember what it's called, but the, the little bit of the ride where you ride through like 30,000 people. And, you know, like I tried to control myself and I was like, whatever. <laughs> you just, you can't help but go crazy, hey? Yeah. I mean, those were my fastest miles that I definitely, and you definitely <laughs> You're doing like a top it. three. <laughs> Mile 20 is, 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 on a, uh, is, on a, is on a bridge too. And you go into the Bronx. Yeah. And there's not many people up there, <laughs> so you're just feeling it. After oh, so that. you kind of need to be there. Too, so yeah, you got to be careful. That's if wow. you ever run in New York, you need to be careful. So, so have, oh, so you haven't explained Boston because I think Boston is kind of cool because you have to qualify. It's kind of got that next level aspect, day. Eh? Yeah, and and my my time is going to put me pretty far back, you know, yeah. the qualification. Yeah, so crazy, yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. going to be a ton of people in front of me, but it's just about about doing it. Oh, and it's, having it's fun one with of the it. marathons to do, isn't it? Isn't yeah. It? So then I'll do a run block in preparation for Boston, and yeah. after. Boston, um, kind of key up again with the triathlon training. Just try to do some some basic training, basic weeks. You got any house planned? Yeah, I'm gonna do Vineman seventy point three. Cool. That's in uh, July, the end of July. Have you done it before? Yeah, Is I did it like that as in a race. It's really it's it's good because mm. it's it's more of a low key yeah kind of Ironman that, brand race. Yeah, but but because they've got the Ironman distance race too, so haven't they? Yeah, and that's that's even smaller because that, but that's not branded. Yeah, so yeah. That's just the Vineman. It used to be a, a branded race, but yeah. not anymore. Um, yeah, it's just a nice local race for me. Yeah. It's only an hour away, so I can okay. sleep at home so and drive up there. Yeah, yeah. It's great. But they've got the two transition areas, which is interesting. Cause what do you it, mean? It swims at, there's a, sw- a swim to bike yep. transition down by the river. Yeah. And then you bike around, and it ends in Windsor, which is you know, 20, 30 miles away from the, the where the, the bike starts. swim starts. Yeah. Um, so you've got to have the two transitions. Uh-huh. So it's a little bit difficult to manage because yeah, you don't have everything like, in one bag. Yeah, yeah. You have to think about everything in, in, in advance. But I've done that before, so hopefully we'll go well there. And so what's the goal for Arizona? Uh, hopefully to try to qualify. Really? Yeah. Um, so we're talking about this today. We're saying you want to basically qualify, you need to do around sub nine, probably, sub 10, don't you? Probably 9.30 to 9.45. Okay. I'd say. Yeah. So you have to have, for you, you have like your best day and, and just cross your fingers. Yeah. I think it's a faster course. So I went 10.04 at Coeur d'Alene. Yep. Um, and I think it's a faster course than Coeur d'Alene. Yep. So maybe take 10 minutes off the bike. And, yeah. And, and then, then you have got, a good day as well. Yeah. And then you have a, you know, hopefully improve a little bit through the, through the year with the training. So. But you're saying you got six last time, didn't you? Did it, and it, it was seventh I, in my age group. And it went to four. Yeah, oh, the top four guys took it. And no one, no one rejected it. Yeah, but you know, you, you can't be too upset with that. You had, you, I had a really good day, and um, you know, there were some guys that turned up that were faster. Actually, you brought up a good point earlier. Eh? It's like it's in that moment because Kim was saying how you know when he had that day, he had a perfect day. He couldn't have run a better race. It was like ten or four, and you know, no matter what he did, he he couldn't beat it. And at the end of the day, the guys in front of him were just slightly better. And, and it must be tough when you got seventh because you're bloody close, aren't you? You know, like it's. It's hard to swallow, but you were kind of saying you, were, you looked at it as like, you know, I had a great race, and yeah, I mean you have to, you have to. It's it's you're, you're out there on your own, you know. It's an individual race, yeah. so um, you know, even if there was people, if there were people around me, I'm not sure that I could have, you know, if they would have pushed me to go any faster, and yeah. I would have, you know, come forth, and it yeah. would have been great. It would have just been icing on the cake. Really. You're a working athlete. How do you find kind of fitting in? You know, because this is stupid training, stupid life. How do you find fitting in the working, in the training, and in life as well? Yeah, well, that's uh, TBD at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Leading up to Epic, I didn't really do a great job of uh, of getting in the uh, all the training that I need to do, oh, okay. needed to do. So I'm still trying to find my routine. Um, but I live, you know, 15 minute walk from work, yeah. and I've got a pool right next to where I work. Um, so it should be easy. Yeah, it's just a matter of um, of doing it. So do you find, finding the time. You know, like do you find 
like, cause, like, it's, it's like I lived in this false world where I worked by the raw and I'm really lucky and when I was doing crazy training I, I could manage my life pretty well because I didn't work the big hours do you find it's hard to main just when you're at work actually to maintain energy to, to get through the day when you're training a lot yeah for sure I mean I, I finish work and I'm I'm tired yeah. I, I want to go to sleep I want to eat yeah. dinner and go to sleep um, but yeah so I think I think I'm gonna, what I'm going to try to do is schedule my bike and my run in the morning, get yep. that done in the morning on opposite days, and then do the swim at night oh. because I find that I can I can get myself to the pool, and if I get to the pool, then I'll do a good swim workout. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you can have a power bar or something like that um, beforehand and you know, have enough energy to go. Yep. Um, so I think that's that's the way I'll do it. And the reason I say it's TBD is because I, I just finished up my MBA at, at Berkeley. Yeah. And uh, I was training all year through that. And that was my second year last year. That's yeah. why I was really, you know, geared up to do fast time at Coeur d'Alene. Yeah. Because I had so much time to train. I yeah. only had two hours of obligation. Yeah, yeah. You know, a day. I yeah. had to go to class for two hours. Yeah. And I could train in the morning. I could sleep in. You can make your life around I could what sleep you want. in, train in the morning. Yeah. And then go to class. Do a couple hours. Have a nap. <laughs> oh, yeah, <life laughs> and then train changed. in the afternoon. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, so I've got to try to figure out how to, how to Maybe manage the working athlete. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> go back to school. That's the answer. <laughs> That's the answer to life. <laughs> Just become a never-ending student. Hey, well, never-ending uh, debt. Uh, yeah, exactly. Are you looking forward to the rest of the camp? Yeah, I don't know exactly what's planned. I think we have another hill tomorrow. Yeah, we're doing sure it outside excited about. Yeah, I've got to see if I can take Chris again because he got me there. I got him the other day, and to be honest, I think I think if we go a shorter hills, he's always going to get me. But on a longer hill, I maybe have to get him. So I need. Why is that? Just because you attack more? I think I'm still a little bit stronger in the hills and on, on a hill if it's a longer thing, if you know what I mean. Whereas if it's a short hill, he's just so strong and he can hold it for a while. But I think he's just got a bit more weight than me, and I think over time and a lot like the length of Taka, yeah, I don't you know. were still pretty fresh for that Taka could climb. Was it? You were still pretty fresh. Yeah, for the and first that's thing I was fresh as well. I don't know. I was pretty stoked that I got it, but I didn't. I got Molina on one of the days, and that was I was happy about yeah, that. There's no way in my mind I do. I think I'm anywhere near as good as Chris on the bike, but it was kind of nice to pop him in the hills because it's the only one thing I'm kind of good at. So yeah. But anyway, um, thanks for coming on the show, and uh, we may catch up before the end of the camp, mate. Sounds good. Cool. Thanks, mate. So what's the plan for tomorrow, then, mate? We've got a catch up swim uh, for those who want to catch up the swim. No, I'm not doing it. Not doing it. No, um, well, no, because you know why? My, my shoulders are hurting. Yeah. Because oh, I haven't swam. Is rotator cuff irritation. Yeah. Is today, it? today, like yeah. the first day was fine. Today, I was like, you know what? Because we tomorrow, what's happening is we're basically sort of biking what about eighty k, ninety k to Kaiteri to stage one. Or yeah. Stage, yeah. And we've got a king of the mountain within that, and then we're doing an aquathon. An aquathon's two k swim and eight k run. Mm-hmm. Now you to, normally that would be your whole day, and then you got a fifty k ride at the end. But because on one of the days they couldn't swim, the day, the big bike day we could only swim and run. Yeah. No, so you couldn't we, swim. We couldn't swim, so we've got to, yeah. so everybody's got to catch up that swim for camp completion. And I actually wasn't there, so I'm kind of because we're doing two k swim. I just don't really want to kill my shoulders. So rotator cuff's not a not a pleasant one. I'm, I'm I'm feeling it for you. Yeah, yeah. are you it's gonna swim? Mine, my, my rotator cuffs are hanging in there. They're really? okay. Yeah, but I'm not doing any six k swims. Yeah, no, that'd be just not too clever. Um, so yeah, so it's gonna be a pretty good day tomorrow. I'm gonna to see if I can kind of beat Chris up that second hill. Mm-hmm. It's steeper, probably it, swings it in your favour a little bit. Yeah, I think I'm a little bit stronger on the steep stuff, mm-hmm. and that's where I can get him, so mm-hmm. I'll probably still attack early and just mm-hmm. hope. Mm-hmm. You can look out for that bridge towards the top, that's when you know you're sort of coming to the So top. tell me the strategy, because I don't know this episode of the Well, what we're going to have to look out for tomorrow is there is no aid station between here and Takaka, so I pretty much guarantee we're going to see some solid riding from the get-go uh. from someone like Pete. We'll just get on the front, so it should be... Because it's not a race, it's not always stop and wait. No. Ah. So it could be some tempo riding early on, I would think. 
Um, mm. So we just need to be aware of that. So Chris could actually blow me away that way, couldn't he? Quite feasible. Yeah. Yes. Let's not talk about the race tonight. Yeah. <laughs> don't want to motivate him. So. <laughs> if I get to the bottom of the hill with him, I think I've got a chance. Mm. So, but if I don't, if he takes off, <laughs> goodbye, pork pie. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so. And then, so, so you're talking. So we, we've got an option of tomorrow night, haven't we? The winery option. We've got the winery option, so about 15 We've got two K. different opinions in the leaders of the camp, you see, because John Newsom's a hardcore athlete, aren't you? That's right. And, and he was saying, look, we're going to go to winery, we're going to have some wine tasting, and then we're going to finish off our training, yeah. focus on the next day's training. Melina is a, is a hardcore athlete, you know, legend yeah. of the past, but likes a bit of a party scene, and he wanted to go, go to winery, everyone get pissed, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> and so I noticed that the briefing tonight... You have the option. Yeah, we have an option. <laughs> Get pissed or you carry on training. <laughs> and there will be some nutters out there that we're just going to carry on until the time we start. Most 6.30, they'll be finished. They'll be training until 6.30 tomorrow night. You know, Chris, uh, Chris McDonald was suggesting doing the beer mile on Sunday. The beer mile's not going to happen. You, you're, not, you're not a fan? I'm not t- we're not doing the beer mile. I don't drink, so yeah. I can't do it. But, but, would you drink wine tomorrow just to see what the taste is like? Or is, or is it a tasting or is it a... Uh, it's just, you I, don't, I don't drink. Don't. The thing is, I, I don't like wine. Yeah, but it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Like the thing is, if I were to drink, I'd probably drink those sugar drinks. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. I, like I don't actually like alcohol. Taste you get alcohol. a headache after about a quarter of one of them. Really do? You? Oh, terrible. Well, I don't know. Well, I, like wine. I, I had a glass of wine like last year. A friend of mine made, kind of forced me to have a glass of wine, and it was just disgusting. I had like three sips of it. Like this, I don't actually like the taste. So maybe I'll maybe that's fair enough. Yeah. Um, just one thing is that, and I, well, I talked a little bit earlier with Ian about this, but just how one thing that's really great about the camp, and we've talked about this in the past, is kind of the inside baseball aspect to it. You know, we went down to the pub last night and. You know, and just how we were talking, you know, Scott and Chris telling their stories. Mm. And, you know, it's one of the things that you look at Epic Camp and you think, wow, all this crazy training and all this kind of stuff. But it's, it's one of the really great aspects of it is that you just hang around guys who have been there and done that. And, go, you know, Scott, he's an entertainer, first of all. Yeah. He, he tells a great story. And second of all, he's just got so much, you know, knowledge and experience. And, with, you know, he talks of all the big names and their experience. He talks, like, Simon Lessing last night was just, oh, you weren't there then, were you? Uh, I don't know. He was talking I, about Simon Lessing and just how, on the Iron Tour? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how he pushed guys up in the run. Oh, yeah. And yeah, just, you know, like it's almost worth coming to Epic just to kind of hear those stories. Yeah. Eh? It's I, I think you've got that side of it. Um, but I think the other side of it, and why we get quite a few guys that come back regularly, is they just like hanging around with like minded people. Yeah. You know, because often in their the real world, in their real life, a lot of them are professionals and they, they just hang around people that maybe don't quite understand them. And yeah, I think they just love weird. coming here because yep. everybody's on the same, pretty similar yeah. sort of um, mindset. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's good times. That's all good, mate. Right, let's wrap shop. Iron Russ. I'm Eno. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha.